We've qualified for the World Cup. Go and compete. Hello and welcome to episode three of This Is Football with Paul and Trev. How are you, Trev? Not too bad, Paul. How are you? Not too bad, mate. I think we'll get straight into how the under-12s done last week. We can't, can't hide from it. No, I think most people know at this stage. But uh, yeah, look, if you had a one, we would have been jumping all over. So look, we've learned to it as well. They had a great day. But go on, kick off there and we'll talk about it. Yeah, unfortunately, the under-12s were beaten in the final last Sunday, 3-0. 3-0 is a hard, hard, hard scoreline for the kids. It was never a 3-0 game. We, I thought we started off in the game very slow. I thought nerves and, and that got them. It took us about 10, 15 minutes to get into the game. We were starting to come into it, and unfortunately, Park would have scored. Dubious goal, by the way. There was a handball in there, but listen, it was the other way around. I suppose we'd be looking for it to go ahead. I think one of the players stopped. But anyway, they took the chance. They scored a goal. And to be fair, it woke us up. We grew into it from there up to half time. We made a couple of changes. And then I thought we really came out in the second half and really started to play for the pressure on them. I thought we were the best, best team in the second half. We just couldn't score that goal. We had we had a particular chance nearly snuck in at the back post. That goes in the pendulum swings. I think we would have won it. If we had got one, we would have won it. But as the game went late, you have to do what you have to do. And we basically went one at the back and pushed everybody on and went for it. And unfortunately, Park Villa caught us in injury time uh, to make it 2-0. And then they caught us again in injury time to make it 3-0. So I feel really bad for the kids because that's not a 3-0 game at all. I um, don't know what your taking of the game was, Trev. That's, that's where I was coming from. Anyway, that's what I, I said. I, 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 yeah, I mirror what you said. Like, don't bring it back to even before the game. I think the kids were in great form. You know, and again, obviously if you had a one, it would have been sensational and all that, but they had a great day. And I think we made as good a day that we could for them. Like, I know, you could see the nerves are at them. They're going to be, they're kids. You know, you see people going out, you know, men going out and women going out to play finals and their nerves get at them. So we kind of had a, a a little bit of a sing song in the, in the dressing room before. Some of the kids were just, like, it was brilliant. They were singing all sorts, Baby Shark, all, all doing all the actions. So, like, I mean, it really was just to kind of take their mind from it. Um, we went out and as you say, I'm not repeat what you said, but we definitely did start the slowest. Um, and I believe it was just nerves. When we got back into the game, even when we got back into the game, we weren't playing the ball that we normally play. Um, there was glimpses of it, but they kind of were forcing it a bit. But again, that's the, the expected. Not only in the final, but when they were 1-0 down, they're going to force it a little. But when they did play ball, like that chance you're talking about with Cahill, Cahill sheeting at the back post, um, it was either the ball goes in and we score, or the ball is missed and he hits the post, and it was the second one. And uh, in fairness to him, he gave it everything to get it in but it just wasn't to be and look when you're playing one at the back <laughs> and uh, you're going for you have to go for you may as well lose two two or three as ones and that's exactly what happened but overall i think not only the the kids you know but they'll reflect on it now at this stage i'm sure they enjoy the day the build up to it 
we had a bit of a um, get together afterwards with the parents and kids and brothers and sisters and cousins and all that kind of stuff in back in in Dunboyne they had pizza and look by the late afternoon they were all playing football again having a laugh and I think overall as you say win lose or draw you're going to remember them and I think it'll make them stronger for the next final which will hopefully be as you mentioned in the day sooner rather than later yeah we can make all the excuses in the world and um, about the pitch the pitch was brutal to be yeah. honest it's it's a it's a small seven aside at best mm. play a, a nine aside on on earth around the football is to try play out through the wings and we just couldn't they just couldn't on that pitch but listen park villa had to play on that pitch as well so mm. um no excuses there but as you said it was a great day i'm sure there was a few parents with sore heads on the monday yeah absolutely <laughs> Yeah, and look, it, it, that's what it was about. Winning those or draw, we we're going to have a good day. And all credit to Park Villa at the end of the day. Um, you know, they got to the final. They stood up. They took their chances. And congratulations to them. And we wish them that. Yeah, wish them all the best. All the best. I think we'll move on off that subject now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I still haven't digested it fully. Uh, and I was well done to the kids. And as you said there, it's... That's, that's only the first cup final. There's going to be more for these kids. And as I said to them at the end, remember it. We'll take it on the chin and remember it because when we go and win one, it'll make it all that much better. There's, there's nothing better to look back on the ones you've lost because it makes the wins even better. So congratulations to that group of players. I really mean it. They're excellent. So well done on the 12s. Fair play. Yep. We had one other match last week, Trev. We had the over 35s. I believe they were blessed to get results, were they? Do you know what? For the skin of their teeth, they uh they got they sneaked a win all right they were playing out in Malahide last Friday evening and were just on the right side of a nine 0 win <laughs> just just about that, yeah the opposition must have been a Paolo what's his name Paolo no, no, no. oh he can't get it this week yeah, the concert yeah that's yeah, a concert, that's a concert. Yeah. they must have been at a concert having a few beers nine nil yeah they were set up with a one ten one seems uh, according to, to reports yeah they just literally sat everybody in the half park sorry in the, the 18 yard line and it was the old school days where they were having cigarettes at half time and vaping and all that so and even before the game so they were already going to be one or two nil up anyway no matter what happened but look credit where it's due I had, you know they have to be eaten and that's what's happened i have names here i have nicknames so um it's the match report is the match report from phil yeah phil rooney so he was playing they were training up at half time. Uh, scores were Biffo, Kenny, and Baz. Now, obviously, I know these lads, but ask me their actual names. No, we'll go with them. Yeah. Who was it? Biffo? Biffo, Kenny, and Baz. So then, so that was training at half time. Uh, then, 4 0 was Biffo, 5 0 was Kenny, so two each. Uh, 6 0 was Brian Martin. Uh, we all know Brian Martin, so uh, Brian Martin. 7 0 was, now I could get this wrong. Um, Connor Brady, Connor Brady definitely scored. We're not sure whether he scored a seven or eight. And the ninth was scored by Phil Rooney, a defender who has scored probably more OGs than he ever scored actual goals <laughs> by Jamie Carragher. Jamie Carragher scored seven OGs in his career, two, two actual goals in the right end. And I'd say Phil's probably on eight OGs and one in the right end. And this, he reminded me, was the clincher. So, I mean, at the end of the day, he got the winning goal. <laughs> really. Factually correct, but oh, come on, Jesus. Good man, Phil. Yeah. You got the winner, yeah. the ninth one. <laughs> but you got the winner. So there's the match report from the over 35s who are flying in their league. Sorry, but, before we go on, on from the over 35s, they have a game this evening, Friday, the 23rd. They're playing against, uh, bear with me now, 
game against Greenfield Park away uh, this evening. So best of luck on that, lads. Green Greenfield, you got to do your homework here, Trev. There's loads of parks full of greens. Uh, Greenfield Park, I've no idea what that is. No idea. But yeah. there's there's a field and it's green and it's in a park. So best of luck trying to find that if you're going out to watch it. So best of luck to them. They're flying high in their league. Uh, have you watched the? Uh, have you? Well, you have. We've been down at the Mini World Cup, Trev. Mm. I have to say, it's been absolutely amazing. The atmosphere down there is brilliant. And you know what? After the, the upset of the under twelves losing the cup final on the Sunday, and then going down on the Monday to the Mini World Cup, really brings you back down to earth. Because mm. it, I I took a team and. There's absolutely no coaching in them. My daughter's down there. Mm. So went down to give them a dig out. And you know what? It's just let them play and let them have fun. And I haven't laughed as much in a long time mm. just watching these kids playing football. And there was goals flying in either end. <laughs> and nobody gave them monkeys. Yeah. And I was standing there scratching my head going, ah, this is this is what football's about. This is great. They didn't care. It was nearly the opposition were high-fiving the player who scored. It was great to see. They had torn out from the parents. Everybody was cheering every goal. Everybody was cheering every player. It really brings you back down there. So I have to commend uh, the club on organising this. This is really good. And if you haven't been down, uh, get yourself down the finals round tomorrow, which will be Saturday. Get down and watch the finals because they've a big carnival kind of thing set up for tomorrow. And every kid is going to go into a final. It's really well run. Uh, get, down and, get down and support because it's actually a good bit of crack. I don't know what your thought on the trail yeah, was. It is, like you said, it was a tonic we needed after the, the disappointing game on the, the Sunday for the twelves. Um, it's been it's been brilliant. I look, I know there was a lot. We spoke to the guys. We spoke to Jerry about the organisation of it. But I think even he, we spoke with him last night, and we asked like, you know, like how is everything going? And it's going with a, a blip. It seems to be. It was just, and it's not by it's not by fluke at all. Like it's at the end of the day. You know, you put in the hard work, and it's been it's been proven to to, to work and to show that uh, it, it, the amount of volunteers from there. I mean, it's we knew to be loads, and we knew we need it would need loads, but they're coming out of the woodwork. And you know, we're on the the, the WhatsApp group there for the Mini World Cups so, and uh, volunteers, and you know, if there's a slot to be filled for a Saturday morning for one of the one of the activities, it's it's filled within five minutes, and it's thumbs up, and it's and it's absolutely brilliant so yeah we're, as recording this on friday um it's on from 10 to half past 12 tomorrow morning that's the younger groups that's that the tots, tots and the, yeah up to up to 11s i think 11s yeah and then it takes a break from half 12 and then it comes back in at two for the 12s and 13s and that finishes around four half four it depends because obviously there's going to be trophies and medals given out as well you know and in that break there's going to be I think they have penalty shootouts set yeah. up, they've inflatables. So even though it's a break, it'll be break more so for the volunteers and the referees, but the kids are going to be running them up, basically. They're going to be having some crack. Hopefully the weather's nice. It's been nice all week. We've been blessed. But even if it's not, uh, get down and support them. And I just want to say a big thanks to all the volunteers as well, giving up their time, because without them, it doesn't happen. Yeah, and you know what? If you can... Um, and as we said already, like you know, obviously there's been great support for for, for players signed up. If you do go down, Jerry mentioned it's going to be pizza cook there. You know, obviously there's you know that's that's uh, few bob for for a slice of pizza. Bring a few bob down. You know, support the club because ultimately 
keep them down there for the day, get a bit of sun cream on them, bring a rain jacket, bring it gloves, bring shorts, and uh, sit down for the day and, and enjoy it. Yeah, or the sweater, bring yeah. a hat, sunglasses, raincoat, <laughs> shorts, tracksuit bottoms, yeah. wellies, sliders, anything you can think of, because we might need it for this weather. It's just so unpredictable. But no, fair play, fair play to everybody who's organised it. So thanks for that. Will we move on, Trev, to a more probably depressing note when we talk about the Orland matches? <laughs> well, we started with the depressing note of the 12s. So this is going to be roller coaster up and down, yeah, and down, okay, up and down yeah, the podcast. Down again, so, yeah, where do you go? Like, you know, I mean, mixed bag. Well, let's start with the, the Greece match. We mm. played Greece on Friday night. Yeah. Was that was a hard watch. It was a hard watch. And, you know, the only, po- not the only, well, it is the only positive we had in it was we had a local lad, uh, Daryl Lennon, starting for, uh, for Ireland, which is absolutely amazing. You know, we bring it back to the club. Sure, that's that's the club man there, uh, starting for for our country and standing singing the national anthem, and sure, that's what it's all about. So that was sensational. With regards to the match itself, they were shocking. Um, I think Greece could have been two or three nil up at half time. Half time, it could have been three or nil, but at ten minutes. Yeah, well, it's been coined. Yeah, could have been <laughs> could have been <laughs> easily after ten minutes, but we didn't, and we kept in it, and it wasn't to be. Um. Listen, the penalty, there was a debate over the penalty. The penalty went to VAR. It was a penalty. Yeah. Nobody called for it. They didn't see it at the time. And we went back and reviewed it. This day and age, his arm is under, in an unnatural position. It hits his arm. It's a penalty. It's a bit of a farce. Maybe there's the argument there. Um, you can't. You have to use your arms to jump and levitate. What was the other end? We'd be screaming for the penalty. The rules are the rules. And that's it. Like, you know, it, it is a case of it's a stupid rule at times but nonetheless it's a rule and it was followed to the letter because people didn't see it not we brought bars brought in and it was unfortunately used correctly on the night yeah i wish it was brought in on sunday for the, the yeah. 12 oh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, let's, no, let's, let's go let's go and then we got a goal we got we go back into it it was a great goal um flicked on back post great goal then the bloody wheels fell off again mm. I don't know what it was. Um, there was a couple of occasions where we had three in the middle, kind of nearly playing four-three-three at one stage. We had three lads in the middle, and instead of turning looking to pass the ball forward, they were turning back to the keeper. They were actually falling over the ball. I don't know whether they were on a session the night before because I've been in that situation where I've been falling over the ball, drunk and not drunk. And I just <laughs> put it down to maybe they were a bit of a hangover. But um, I don't know what happened. You know. It, it, Put in the heat and all this kind of factors. At the end of the day, you can't have to do a five-yard pass. It's it, there's no real excuse. And um, so we, you know, we put it to bed and we came out again. Then on was it Monday? Yeah, Monday. Monday, you were at this game against your brother. Um, fair play to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't make the game myself. You were out. Talk to talk us through what you thought again. Well. I have great seats, which is probably a problem as well because I have to see everything that's going on. Uh, right in the halfway line, thanks to Trevor Devlin. Actually, he goes to all the games. Thanks, Trevor, for the tickets. But uh, myself and Dylan went to the young club. So, um, no, look, the sun was shining. It was a great evening. Um, but in the warm up, like we were doing, we were like, like what you do in any team, you're kind of setting up a pass and hitting further it in from the angle of the box. And I swear to God, fellas in the upper row, upper tent hitting that. But the upper stand, they're getting hammered to the ball, and that was Ireland. Um, and 
So yeah, it wasn't wasn't looking good. Look at Gibraltar and they're swinging and missing the ball. So I thought, geez, what are we gonna have here? We're gonna have a nil all draw, I think. But um look, it was always a case that they're gonna sit in. They had a couple of decent players, like the centre half, you were saying to me their centre half was very, very good, one well, 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 in the middle. But it was a case of we weren't moving the ball quickly enough, we weren't shifting across, we weren't finding the gaps. Um you could look at it as they were gonna hold out till the half time and maybe tire. My opinion was to change it and kind of put a bit of pace on the wing to possibly have it there and um he came on what was the guy's name johnson uh he's a celtic man actually he's on loan i believe he's on oh uh, Mike, mickey johnson mickey, mickey johnson he was, he was brilliant he yeah was, he's been good for our own shocker for celtic he's he been good yeah, for he, i think he could have been i don't know who was given man of the match but he, he certainly would have been in with a show man of the match was given to oh, the lad in the middle oh what was his name I can't remember him. But he was, he was, he stayed wide. But not only that, he was penetrating. You know, he was getting in behind, looking for one twos, just causing mayhem. And then at one stage, because when you're at the match, you can see all this. They weren't all playing. They weren't doing, you know, uh, doubling up on him, but tripling up on him. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, it was a case of right, for draw them in, draw them in, set these traps, pull it inside, and bounce them. And that's why we got our look. Not luck. No, we deserved it. And um, thankfully, we got a couple of goals. And we move on now to. I think it's Holland. It is a home. Yeah, we've Holland away. Holland at home and France away in the next yeah. two. I, think, I actually think it's France away for us for some reason. Even though, we, right. haven't, even though we haven't played Holland yet, we get to play France. Twice. You're right. We're playing France on, I think it's Thursday the 7th or 8th of September, and then we're playing Holland at home on the Sunday. So, you know, France away, Holland at home, but in the space of four days, no bother. I'll be watching them matches from behind the sofa. Yeah. Um, What's your talk, Stephen Kenny, Trev? What's your talk? Come on. Oh, you know, so I was being interviewed here. Yeah, listen, right. let's get it out here. Let's not hide behind it. Right. Do you want my opinion on it? Yeah, come on. I, I'll, I'll tell you I think he should be given more time. I, I don't think there's going to be... Listen, you could bring Pep in there and with the players we have at the moment. It, it's very frustrating, but like, we're going to have to give him time. It's, we have seen glimpses of his playing well. And against the better teams, we've played really, really well, and we're trying to play football. Then we got a grease and poor performance in like that, and it just does himself no favours. Then everybody's on, get him out, get him out. I thought the second half of the Gibraltar match, I thought we were actually very good. Taking them facts now, we were playing Gibraltar. One of the commentators called it out, you wouldn't have heard it, saying we had something like 21 shots on goal. And then the other commentator came out and said, that's actually low average against these. Oh, really? um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was too, which I thought was a funny comment at the time. But Stephen Kenny, we have to give him time. Mm. And we're not going to get anybody else in. And you can't buy players. Like, you mm. have to. You have to work with what you have. A couple of players. James McLean, I think, has passed it. There's a few players. He there. played well, though, on Monday, I thought. Well, Again, I, know, it, I, know, I know, I know. But the point is, you know, he came in to do a job and he done it. And he actually should have scored. I know it was his hundredth cap. He got a good uh, reception from the crowd there. But and rightly so. Yeah, no, look, he's been brilliant, you know. Um, but as you say, I think he's, he's had his day. I agree with you. I think Stephen Kenny, when you say you have to give him time, he's, he's had a certain amount of time. Like he's not, he's not in the door. You have to remember, I know oh, it's international football, but he's been in there at, what, a year and a half, two years. I but, suppose when you look at it, the amount of games, it's probably small. Well, technically, we're now with another tournament. Yeah. Where, where as good as gone again. Which is very after two games, is it three games? Three games, but you have to remember you have the World Cup finals and you have Holland in there, you know, two qualifiers. 
So I'm not saying um, you still should be knocking on the, the third place. I mean, and I think maybe is there a playoff there that might we might get you know, best. I can't see us getting best towards after the, after this. No, but you look. But look, look, look. I, I get that. I get that. Where you're coming from, and I do think he should be given more time. Yeah. And I think he has been given time, but he does himself no favors going out and playing against Greece like that. That was shocking. Yeah. Play football. If he had a put on a performance and lost, I don't think the criticism would be too bad on him. Sometimes you have to take the criticism, like it just wasn't good enough. But like, you have to give him time. And the support in the stadium was good for him. You know, he came up on the screen a few times again, just, you know. And it was, you know, yeah, it was yeah, good prepared. response. Look, you get mixed. You do get, you hear the odd boo, but I swear to God, as you said, if, if Pep was there, you'd still hear a few boos. You just have people that do that. I think overall, leave him where he is, you know, and and see where it goes. But there's, there's no point in looking for anybody. Who can you bring in? Who will, who's qualified enough to bring that will do anything different at, a, at, at an international level? Bloody Collins is looking for a job. The Rod Father. Yeah, in the morning. At least you have a bit of passion about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Stephen does himself any favours with his interviews, does he? No, absolutely. Um, but listen, he's not there. His job isn't to be interviewed. His job is to win matches. Now he's not winning matches at the moment. Or Gibraltar. Ah, back him. That's that's my thoughts yeah. on it. Back him. Don't sack him. Back him. We move off that topic before Please. we start throwing digs at each other. Sorry, welcome to the third episode of the Pressing Podcast. <laughs> everything, cardio over over twenty five. Everything is. Well, let's move on to an interesting topic. Right. Um. The Women's World Cup is coming up very, very soon, and what a job they have done. There's something to be proud of. Well, absolutely. You know, you look at the, the Mini World Cup and the amount of young girls and, 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 and teenage girls that are up there. We were up there in most nights, and was we're not playing games, or our teams are not playing games, you're looking at, at the girls, and like, Jesus. That's brilliant. And we knew it would be, but we're, we're actually seeing it, and it really is sensational. Not yeah. just good, sensational. Um, so, like, you know, these girls are obviously just thriving in the club, which is great. But they're obviously looking at the girls. Like, you know, the Ireland were playing last night, played Zambia at home. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, we were up at the World Cup. We were one nil down at half time and came back and won 3 2. And that was without Katie McCabe as well. So, you know, they are really flying at the whole women's section. And it long may it last. Like, we're going to absolutely. You know, we're touching on it here, but realistically, we're kind of we're definitely going to do something, something on this over the next few weeks. We have been speaking to, in fairness, Alan Brady's come to me directly and said, look, are we going to do anything about it? Absolutely going to do something about it because and what we are going to do, we're not sure, but it's on our radar to um, maybe bring a few of the girls in. We've also put a few of our girls in, maybe getting someone from the FEI um, onto a podcast and see what they do, uh, a little bit of an interview. I'm not going to lie. Um, do I know everything about women's football now? Well, you might, but men's football, not really. But I certainly know less on the women's. So let's bring someone in who can maybe kind of just give us a, a guidance. On what, what to expect? I'm expecting great things, and just, just, yeah, just get a feel for what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, we get a couple of the younger age groups on the podcast to get them interviews, see what they think of the World Cup coming up, and I'm sure the girls are going to be excited about that. Do you think they'll belt down Celtic same thing again? In the dressing room. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Belt it out, yeah, girls. Yeah. Belt it out. <laughs> we get in trouble. Yeah. Um, and they're very hard to treat. Now, that I might add, but sure, yeah. we'll move on. Anyway, um, we will be touching on that subject um, over the next week or two. Our first time I've seen uh, Brennan advertising for new players. Mm. 
So our senior team are looking for new players. We'll have Brendan hopefully on the podcast next week or the week after. Yeah. And um, we'll get him on, get the insight from the first team. So best of luck to the seniors going forward. I think they are back on the early July, the back pre-season. I think it's a tour, is it? No, the 11th. The 11th, apologies. Yeah. The reason being just a couple of lads away, but they had a meeting last week. And um, what's great to see is, look, you're always going to have uh, movement within the squad, whether it be players just getting a bit older, players just maybe work can't commit. But the exciting thing for me was there was a lot of 19s and 21-year-olds from the teams that played last year sitting in that dressing room. Uh, ready to give it a crack and I can tell you uh, after seeing some of them in training there's no doubt they'll, uh, they'll step up to the mark so very exciting yeah and we're looking forward to it. we'll get Brendan in uh, he's putting his plan in place at the minute um, initially as I said met the squad to see what just kind of talk last year look last year was a tough year um, but they're still in uh, major fo- or senior football and um, he's going to go off now and put his plan in place and get them cracking early July yeah Early July, so if anybody's interested or knows anybody's interested that be interested in the senior football, please do get in contact with the podcast if if that's your way of communicating. We do have an email address, Trev, can you remember? Yeah, I can. This is footballafc at gmail.com. Great place, you can yeah. make a mess of it this week. She's even when I got it right, you still have a So yeah, please, any, any suggestions? And any topics folks you want to talk about, please do uh, reach out. We'd be delighted, like Alan Brady did about the Women's World Cup. So, if you want to discuss any topics, please do drop us an email. I think, you know, over the last two weeks, obviously this is our third um, podcast. The first two are very busy with very exciting things coming up, like the, the World Cup, Mini World Cup, and obviously the 12s. It is the off-season now. There's plenty to talk about, but we want to make sure that the stuff that we're, we're putting out there is of interest to people. So, um, we are coming up with different things all the time but if there's anything you know pressing on and that you'd like to hear like the World Cup coming up the Women's World Cup or anything else please get in touch we can put a bit of thought into it and maybe bring a few people in and just keep the uh, the momentum going I suppose yeah absolutely well said Trev well said before we wrap up Trev did you watch that Kevin Moran documentary oh yeah Jesus that was, um, was on RTE yeah oh, it was deadly amazing. Deadly. What a man. I'd uh, highly recommend anybody that hasn't watched it. I'd say you'd still get it on the RTE player, Kevin Moore. What was the name of it? It was just, I don't uh, know, Kevin Moore. And anyway, if you, if you search it up. But uh, as much as uh, I thought I knew about it, I didn't know half of it. Like with the whole Dublin setup and going across and playing for United and then coming back with broken legs and arms and stitches in his head and going back and saying, yeah, you just have a little foot kick around when you're back in, in Ireland. It was it was brilliant. But he is a hard, hard nut. But what a, what a player. But what a gal player. Now, I know we're, talking, I know we're talking soccer, gal players as well. Brilliant. You're not allowed to mention gal on this podcast sorry, again. Yeah. Don't ever do that again. Sorry. You're in arm's reach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's brilliant because, you see, he kept it from United. He came back to play in mm-hmm. All-Ireland. I told you that it was, it was something similar. He, he went home for a rest or something. Yeah. Like 80,000 people in Croke are nice playing in it. And pulled his hamstring. Yeah. Pulled his hamstring was back with about 13 stitches in his head. Explain that one. He's mad. He's mad. But listen, folks, that's a great watch. So it's to say you get it on the RTE player. I can't remember the name, but definitely if you put in Kevin Moore and you'll get that. Um, I think we'll wrap it up there, Trevor. We'll keep it short and sweet this week. We'll get this podcast down for everyone to listen to. Next week we will. 
suppose run over the mini World Cup finalists and get a few interviews with the kids and the volunteers and just uh, see how that went. So I'm really looking forward to that final. We'll have Brendan uh, Hanway, the first team manager, set up to come on and talk about the first team and how they're going forward. We've a few guests lined up, Trevor. We're not going to say that in two, yeah. uh, two yet, but we've a few exciting guests, hopefully, that are going to turn up and jump on the podcast or, or give us a couple of words at that time. So please stay tuned for that. Right, let's wrap it up. And just remember, coaches and kids, we don't practice till we get it right. We practice till we don't get it wrong.